Hey gang, Brad here with a quick announcement for our regular listeners. Uh, I'm going to be recording a series of bonus episodes this summer that are going to be a slightly different format. It's going to be just me solo talking about bad movies that I love, which is a, a subject that's near and dear to my heart, but which Gus and Adam don't really care about. Um, so these episodes will be shorter and a little more scripted as opposed to our normal episodes, which are a little more of a freeform discussion that are edited down. Um, so watch for that. Uh, this will be in addition to our regular episodes. Uh, the first episode will be out early next week. Thank you for listening. And this is our discussion of David Fincher's 2002 Hitchcockian thriller, Panic Room. Open the pod bay doors, please, All right, all right, all right. You're going to need a bigger post. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I break your concentration? Get together. Have a few laughs. The Movie Odyssey with Brad Patel, Gus Trout, and Adam Lucas. Wait, that's so cool. You're crazy artist too. Yeah. I'm in like artist hermit artist mode. Yeah. I'm like, don't don't talk to me. I'm making stuff. I got I got my Hawaiian shirt. Lucas, your hair looks cool too, okay? (laughs) You've got like some I don't know what you're talking about. You got uh ocean hair. Did you jump in? Um no. What? It's probably I was too, too busy cold. Being the, the captain can't jump. The captain can't jump off the boat, Gus. Just say Emmett. Read the instructions. <laughs> he did drive for a while. That's awesome. Was he loving <laughs> it? It, it? Driving, driving the boat. <laughs> and then whenever we stop, man. he'd say, "Yeah, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm an excellent driver. Excellent driver." <laughs> yeah. When we would stop, he would be like, "Go, go, go." Yeah. yeah. So he's he's talking a lot now, huh? Mm-hmm. Well, sometimes I panic <laughs> in uh, rooms. I was, I was just gonna say, well, should we? Well, get you know, some on this? Memorial Day, sometimes you know, people don't have time to grill. Maybe they get a pizza. Maybe they have a little wine. Maybe they have too much wine, and maybe she has diabetes. Maybe then they have too <laughs> much wine, and they're trying to program the security system. Yeah. And then maybe Jared Leto starts a cult, which is almost so, as scary as Jared Leto on cocaine, I think. Mm, or no, crack. He's smoking crack, isn't he? Or meth? Meth, maybe. Meth, I think. I think it's meth, more yeah. than just like weed. Yeah. It could be crack, but I'm pretty sure it's meth because it's the bubble pipe. Yeah, yeah. Jared Leto's on. It's not weed. Here. Yeah, it's in a glass. Uh, yeah. And he's got cornrows. Like literally and figuratively. And uh, David Fincher. Braided them. Uh, well, according braided, to Jared Leto. We don't know if that's yeah. true or not, but Yeah, I don't I don't believe Adam, it. Adam doesn't it. believe it. Well, I nope. guess we better get a classic intro and so our audience knows what we're talking about. All right, let's Whenever do an intro. They blindly click on on our thing. <laughs> well, they'll see the title when they see the episode. It's called Panic Room. Hey gang. Welcome back to our show. My name is Brad Patello. I'm here with my good friends Gus Strouth and Adam Lucas. We're continuing our David Fincher filmography marathon with 2002's Panic Room, the follow-up to Fight Club starring Jodie Foster, Forrest Whitaker, Dwight Yoakam, and Jared Leto, and a young Kristen Stewart, her second movie. She's um, she's really good. 
Yeah, she's like like she's ba- she's no, in she's a, a room like against Jodie Foster <laughs> for like the entire yeah. movie. Like Jesus Christ, and which I mean, like she holds that character. That's, well, really that's kind well. of a double edged sword, right? Sure. Yeah, I'm sure Jodie like helped her a lot. I would think she just seems yeah. like that type of you know what I mean. She would have been really like supportive and everything. But yeah, Jodie Foster's a child star. Um, Kristen Stewart's a child star. Her first film, The Safety of Objects. From two thousand one, I never heard it. Uh, so coming right like out of the a mother, gate, mother daughter. Yeah, they do. They're believable. Yeah, you saw How this movie that... originally had Nicole Kidman. They were shooting oh, with Nicole Kidman. No shit. They were shooting with Nicole Kidman. Yeah. Wow. Did she drop what out? happened? She got injured. Huh. Like uh, her leg was injured. She had to leave. And Jodie Foster became pregnant during the shoot, so they had to pause for that. Oh my God, David! So this David. Whole, uh, this movie—I don't know how much of this behind the scenes, like you guys watch, but the behind the scenes are almost as entertaining as the movie. Like from where, the, where do you guys stand on this movie? By the way, I love it. Okay, great. I, I, I yeah, I, I, think, I it's think it's fun. great. David Fincher's trying to make a Hitchcock movie. It's Hitchcock, and like, yeah, it's pretty good. Like, it's. it's it's yeah it might be like my newest classic like sunday movie like if it's if i see it on streaming anywhere i've just seen this movie so many times there's just something about it I, I, it's so rewatchable and it is. it's so cozy there's just something of it's so fun it just jumps right into it the, the, the character development rain sounds yeah the rain the corn that lovable, huggable Raul. guy, Raul. <laughs> Raul. <laughs> you just want to snuggle up with that guy. What a wild with character. A sledgehammer and a pizza. I, I love that, like, once his face is revealed, it's not like he's, oh, oh it's Matt Damon, or you know what I mean? It, it, it's like, sure. oh, I've seen that guy in a couple it's of things. Dwight he's Yoakum. like, <laughs> it's Dwight Yoakam, the country singer. Yeah. But like, it's not also like, oh, and that guy is this guy. He's just a guy that's yeah. like a psycho. Sure. And there's Dwight, no rhyme or reason. And that kind of makes him scarier. You know what I mean? He's really scary. Dwight Yoakam is the perfect white trash villain. If you saw Sling Blade, no, he had a very similar character in that. And mm-hmm. He's great. I love him in this. He's, I think he's a he's great He's really villain. good in this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's terrifying. With or without the mask on. Yeah, he he does have he kind of has like a weird Chucky kind of vibe to him or something. The killer doll. Yeah, I don't know oh. why. Okay, he does kind of have a round face and yeah. wide set eyes. Maybe that's it. I don't know what it's it is. Chucky balding, and I forgot about it. <laughs> when he was he wearing overalls? When his is Raul not wearing overalls? Is revealed. He's got a like a <laughs> body armor on. But like when his face is revealed, it's like at first you're like, who is that? Cause they pull this like switcheroo, right? With the dad. Mm-hmm. Kristen Stewart's dad shows up. Right. And they put the mask on him and they think Look he's, at us going right to the end of the movie. Right oh, off the bat. Fuck sorry. yeah. No, it's, it's, it's <laughs> don't be sorry. This, this is awesome. Yeah. Job, I'm just glad yes. it wasn't me. <laughs> Well, let's talk about the titles. <laughs> Once again, great titles. Okay, the titles sequence. are great. And also, yeah, I feel kind of like the first time they did that in a way, 
What an obvious see, thing to I do. I think it's the first time I saw that. Like, yeah, me yeah, too. Those, those tracked 3D I remember giant thinking too, like, I, didn't, I was like, oh, this is cool. Like, I don't know, not even at right. the time of like maybe even thinking that stuff was cool or caring about that stuff quite yet. Right. intro kind like, of things. Yeah. It's the same thing like as I that I thought about like Saul Bass titles. Like, yes. you know what I mean? When I didn't really think about titles as soon as you see a Saul Bass titles for the first time, you're like, shit, these are cool. Like, yeah. Oh, this you know can be I mean? cool. Like, this is make that you boring think about that. Yes. Like, yeah. Right. Like waiting for it to get over type deal. Yeah. He's referencing the, uh, opening from North by Northwest. Oh, okay. It's like a 3d version of the opening, but from yeah. North by Northwest, which uh, is of course Saul Bass. And it's, this film's very Hitchcockian. Yeah. So yeah, that makes sense. Uh, the there's a couple of shots where there. I was kind of going into this movie with like the okay, I'm gonna spot all the stuff that's 3D, right? Or all this extra added CG shit. Sure. Yeah. Um yeah. The there's just these copious amounts, and maybe it's just truly what New York looks like and it of these water towers on buildings. And there's a couple shots where it's yeah. like, cause it's kind of moving like further into like the city yeah. where maybe it's starting in yeah. Greenwich village and they're going further in the city, but like the earlier shots before they get into where everything's very modern and structured. Yeah. Um, and not like older New York. It, I'm like, are those a bunch of added just for ambiance of like CG Compton water, water towers? towers on buildings? It's like that looks like so I don't think so because like there's building like every yeah thing that has the water tower yeah. like you know there's an era where they built you know every building had one so probably not but there's a lot of those it in could have been like he made, it was more than that right. too it was my it, eye I was kind of him. like like ooh that looks a little yeah off. something seemed a little off I could see Fincher saying like this shot feels uneven add some on the right. Yes. Yes. You know, that's to what I'm saying. It, that, it was like that, that kind of thing. Yes. That's a better way of saying it. Uh, anyways, it is that kind of stuff is very impressive to me whenever they just for like, Oh, it's an opening title shot. This one shot, like David Fincher's there going, no, 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 that's not good enough. More water towers. God yeah. damn it. <laughs> if that isn't, if that is indeed true. what they did and maybe all this is bullshit. <laughs> I, believe I, well, I trust I can see him. I just, my, my spider tingles. Yeah. Yeah. They built yeah. the entire street in a soundstage. I mean, except for maybe 1% of the shots in this film. I love the time of year that they chose. They chose like the Annie Hall time of year in New York, where it's like just like it's just the beginning of stop of, smelling like piss and garbage every day. <laughs> well, it's just starting to feel like it's they're still green, but there's a lot of leaves falling and and they're just, right. I was thinking about that, like people up top, like dropping leaves at like just the right time to yeah. make it feel <laughs> <laughs> CG leaves. Like, I don't know, man. It's David Fincher. <laughs> well, yeah. David Fincher was braiding I mean, leaves into Jared Leto's hair. <laughs> Check out the behind the scenes. They built an entire street on a soundstage, a working, that's, I can't four believe story that's... house on a working street. You can drive cars down the street, all in a soundstage. 98% of the movie is filmed there. There's a handful of on location. That's like what Hitchcock would have done. Yeah. Did you crazy me? I didn't realize that. Like the set. Oh my God. It's insane. They walk through like they it's working everything. You could live there. The the refrigerator works, the stove works, 
he's going through the house commenting on like these tiles don't work or there needs to be more light fixtures under here. It's just insane. The amount of detail they went to on the set of this movie. I just, I just, I cannot, that's blowing my mind right now that that opening shot feels so. I, I can't believe that, that when they're walking, like it's it, I'm, I can see it in my head right now. Cause I watched, I started the movie over twice. And I, well, there was some I, stuff sure, they, was shot. Like, oh, they just, they just shot them on walking up the sidewalk on some uh, like very nice, you know, midtown yeah. brownstone, whatever street. There were shots like that. Actually, they I call mean, it a townstone. Well, that's what th- that guy. There's some. So I only knew that guy from this movie until I watched Twin Peaks, which I came to very late. Oh. And I was like, oh, that's a. The other boy from Panic Room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Twin Peaks, Panic Room. Done. Mm-hmm. No, I'm sure he's been in other stuff. He's great in this. What a really good um, um, setting the tone for a character like within the first five seconds of seeing them. How oh, he's holding his umbrella like, hooked yeah, on. It's like, yeah, as soon as he says something. He says, and, yeah. yeah, just visually, you, you have them pretty much like... 80% downloaded in your brain of who they this are. This is the snooty realtor character at the yeah. beginning you're talking but about. But he, yeah. he's like he's, respectful too. I like him. No, like he's I don't, very, I don't, I'm not like, ugh, this guy well, sucks. He's, I'm he's like, selling, oh, he's, he's obviously selling an upscale property. Yeah, he still wants to make money. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's very good at what he does. Yeah. He's just very like dry. Like, could you tell the child not to do that? I mm-hmm. think he says at one point. Well, and just yeah. how like, hey, kid, right. scooter setting up the elevator like she knows like hit the uh, emergency stop button like because she was fucking up with with the elevator so she knows all the yeah. things was the elevator the they set up jodie foster of she's taking before she yeah. she's the last one to walk into the house which is a nice dramatic beat she no like setting up that she like knew the uh, master bedroom was like smaller than it should be Yes. And stuff that's subtle yeah. little tiny character building she's that she's smart. Yeah, she's smart. T. So, I, well, I, what I was getting at is just how perfect, like how quickly it gets to everything. Yes. I mean, it's like they're like walking down the street, they get to the house, they see the house, they set up the house, they set up a bunch of shit that yeah. set up some payoffs and a lot of setups and, there in that first scene. Yeah. And her, her claustrophobia. Mm hmm. When they go into the panic room for the first time. That's an awesome shot. Where it's tracking around her face. Well, whenever it goes, it cuts behind, like, because the camera's always in the wall, basically. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that, where that camera position is, is like, okay, they had to remove the door and the wall to the panic room to get that shot. Because it's like a, almost like a telephotic lens kind of thing yeah that's a really cool camera move so many cool camera moves in this yeah now how do we feel about the big one is it too much it in uh, the The coffee the coffee pot the the coffee pot is what makes it too much everything else about it is cool i like the idea of the He's uh, he's like, all right, I did this thing in Fight Club. Let's see what how else I could use that kind of technique yeah. in a different way. It's not like a quick going through like 120 floors yeah. into a basement. It's but um, 
this like the music there and i like the um fluidity and like quick thinking of um force whitaker of like all right he tries this doesn't go he goes over this doesn't work then he pulls down the ladder he climbs up the ladder I, I think it's pretty cool and establishing the geography like it works yes. for the story because you're constantly establishing the geography yeah yeah i i love the geography of this film and i also love the constant power switches that it does throughout the story Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the like this character's on top, like Jared Leto's in in charge, and then he's not in charge anymore. Uh, and then just there in the panic room, the burglars are in the panic room. And I great switch ups, Jared Leto in this movie, so much, and I I love Jared Leto as an actor. Yeah, yeah, he's really he's good. Fucking, he he's he just knows exactly, and I think Fincher's obviously there, like guiding him, but like just how far he pushes that with like, I think not only is it, does he come in with like the corn rose, like, and that's like, just so ridiculous and his like leather gloves. I like his whole outfit, but, um, he, whenever he's explaining like how realtors like only work on like a five day work week or something like that. And he's like doing the math and it doesn't come out right. Business days, business days. They both look at each other. He's like, right. And they're like, no. (laughs) And they're like, no, (laughs) you can buy a house on Sunday. (laughs) And also just how quickly it escalates for them. It's like, Oh, these are the bad guys. All right. They got in. And then for that, there's a great shot of Forrest Whitaker walking downstairs and he stops dead in his tracks and looks over and there's a great yeah. cut on action as he looks and he's like oh shit there's and it's the subtlety it's the um nightlight in the in the one of the bathrooms yeah right. and in the bathroom but then how quickly it escalates for them and then they're like well forced he's like we've been on camera for like as soon as we entered like a 10 foot radius of this house like we're fucked yeah i like, love the Introduction of Raul and that's such a like kink into the whole thing and like what the fuck yeah, it's yeah there's really this good setup class conflict between Forrest Whitaker and Jared Leto Jared Leto's like the white collar criminal like scumbag grandson of this rich dude who used to own the house and then Forrest Whitaker's like and they this really hide class. that line in there though don't they about the um they're like talking about the when they're getting the show the house was being shown to them and she says something like yeah he died and they can't find his money or something like that right. yeah and his kids are fighting over yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah the family's fighting yeah he he installs these things but he could never afford one himself you know mm-hmm. it's a capitalistic exploitation you know uh metaphor because it's like jared leto isn't actually doing anything he just has the he has the stuff. He has the stuff yeah. already. And the only way for he just has the info. Um, Forrest Whitaker to get anything is to yeah. do whatever Jared Leto says, basically, or else he doesn't get shit. <laughs> but he also <laughs> doesn't give a shit. He's just like, whatever, I'm done. After yeah. like halfway through the movie, he's just like, he just this isn't worth math. it. Yeah, it's, yeah. I'll just fight when, it out yeah. with my cousins. Screw you guys. Right. That just whole like thing yeah, is- normal business. Like if the business isn't going well, you just declare bankruptcy and then you go get another loan and you get you know bailed I mean? out by the government. Whatever. Yeah. Who's fuck that. Who's, who's bailing out Forrest Whitaker. <laughs> yeah. Love, who's watching the watchmen. Huh? I, I love, uh, 
this is such a weird little thing, but it's just, it's, it kind of comes down to that thing we we're talking about in fight club, like how the timing and beat and the sound design and everything coming together. And like how the characters, how force Whitaker like handles a, like he, he, he's like, all right. And he grabs, he's like, he comes up with a plan. He's basically isn't saying anything to those guys. Raul catches yeah. on, but he gets his tool bag, dumps it out, grabs some screws, starts uh, like screwing or making it impossible for them to leave anybody to leave. And, but just how he's like changing the the drill bits and and like unloosening it and putting another thing on and like the timing of all that stuff. It's so cool. It makes me want to like pick up. A, it's just cool. It's like David Fincher made a fucking power drill cool <laughs> it's like can i get that in yeah. metal gear solid five please yeah. i would like the Milwaukee, I just wanna, yeah can i close uh, in a bad guy so he can't leave and then everything's animated like he just like his last two movies like yeah. cutting it's on animated. action it's the cutting on action i have a problem the, with that though sure. i have a problem with that scene why yeah. at forrest whitaker as a working professional why would he have i think you see at least three different brands Brands of power tools with different batteries. This would never happen. Uh, this would I never happen. I know, but like I was, I was like, there's one that he he has one that is a teal colored with a red battery. It's yeah, like as a that's a character, that's a character designer. I'm just like, oh my god, that's, such, <laughs> that's so fucking cool. You yeah, know? that's Fincher. I, like I, the, I'm, I just having I, the control over the colors that he has, like mm-hmm, he's sure. he's so specific about what colors. Maybe that's he why wants. he has different ones, so that like the different people have different different power tools. You know what I mean? When they're going around and they're putting screws and everything, I don't know because there's a Dewalt. You see Dewalt tools, you see Milwaukee tools, and you see Makita tools, mm-hmm. and like it's the only thing in this film that is. Makes no sense other than the camera flying through the handle of the coffee pot. That's totally pointless, except just to be cool. I think that that was probably cool for the time. And that is very, that's such a dated kind of, you know. Yeah, at this, at this time, just kind of like rope, like the cuts when people, the camera hits, it goes into someone's back, you know, Mm -hmm. like to make it look like it's one shot. It's like now that seems pretty hokey, but at the time it was like, Oh my god! You know, it's, I don't it, know. it's funny. Well, because that was functional the, too because they had to reload right? the camera. No, so. no, I know, but I mean, it's still like it dates it, right? Like, those, yeah, this that shot know. is a little much. But man, the level of planning—you guys were talking about the level of planning in Fight Club. He takes mm-hmm. it another level here. He had the entire film as an animatic, like a crude CG mock-up yeah. of the entire film, like not just the crazy shots. Every shot, just like yeah. the whole film. Yeah, the whole film as like a an animatic with like, a la you know the Casa Doom chase scene from Lord of the Rings, like crude mm-hmm. CG models, right? Where they're just, where the they're just like in T poses, like yeah. <laughs> sliding around like uh, fucking Golden like Eye or something. Korean those Korean news <laughs> shows or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like a lot of the shots, especially in the stairwell. Or like the only way you find that shot and where to put all those people is like to have a 3D model of it and yeah. a 3D camera and like figure out how to do that. Because if you tried to dick around on a real set and just figure that out, yeah. take hours, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Uh, it, uh, another thing. Yeah. And right. And like he's putting cameras in impossible spots. 
Yeah. That the panic room itself must have been its own entire set. They must have obviously had I'm like sure the, they had, yeah, separate because arm. yeah. How many the complexities of those shots and keeping that oh, interesting. Yeah. Every wall and every piece of everything had to have been able to be like pulled yeah. out so they could get the camera where they needed to and to move it the way they did. I, I love this movie. I yeah. think it's so underrated. I I agree. I agree. I, I, I it's so I think it's more rewatchable than Seven or Fight Club. Not that it's necessarily better, but it's like hundred no, percent agree. Just, it just it just keeps going in a way that's so smooth and linear and it's satisfying. You know what I mean? That yeah, and it's not all the way those other two is, films are. Yeah, it's also it's, true. It's so satisfying. It's just like a classic like Hollywood thriller too, which like honestly. I I don't know when the last one was before this one, but I don't think there's been one since. You know what I mean? In a way, like a I good high budget being, thriller. Yeah, this yeah. this was a big deal. Yeah, friends and then like the Hitchcock kind of school, school. You know what I mean? It's just all about mastery of all of the people, Moving the performances. Parts, yeah. yeah, the fil- the camera, where it is, the set, the planning, the score is also like. I Perfect. I don't yeah I don't pick up on scores as much as you guys do most of the time unless it's something like this where it's like I would consider this like iconic. It's Howard. It's Howard Shore. Howard Shore, yeah. So Lord of what the is, Rings. What has he done? Oh, okay. All the Lord of the Rings stuff. All yeah. every everything for Peter Jackson. Has he worked with um, Fincher again or before? I uh, worked on the game. Okay, yeah, that's uh, very similar. Yeah, yeah. So like that's a thriller. This is a thriller. It's good, good kind of like matching there, like picking out the right people, which David Fincher is good at. Yeah. Uh, did you guys notice how green this movie is? Mm-hmm. Very green. It's maybe the greenest movie <laughs> I've ever seen. The pan- <laughs> like the walls and everything. Are Everything's like color like corrected, green. yellow or green. But when you're in yeah. the panic room, it's basically like blue mint green it's yeah it's very very green to give you that sort of there's this whole theme of being buried alive sure and that's kind of to play up that sense of claustrophobia well you know but that that doesn't happen anymore you know yeah (laughs) that hardly ever happens anymore yeah she (laughs) she makes a point to say that yeah very green it's kind of jodie foster gets over the whole like being claustrophobic thing kind of quickly like her that uh Kristen Stewart's like hey you're not gonna don't freak out on me mom or whatever right and then she's like okay okay and she kind of like calms down and it gets over that yeah and then she has so much other stuff to focus on right it never comes back up and I don't really it's the ticking clock of of Kristen Stewart having like a yeah she needs her insulin diabetic yeah like attack or whatever and so that's mounting. So that's like, they can't, it's not like they can just wait out and eat the food in there. And cause eventually somebody's going to check on them. You know what I mean? So like yeah. those guys are fucked. If they could wait it out, those guys are fucked. Right. Well, I, the I got the impression the that he, she, Jody Foster is like keeping it together for her, his, her daughter's sake. Right. And like, she's, I kind of sense that in her performance, she's terrified, but she's, you know, they set up her claustrophobia, but like, she's, really struggling to hold it together and succeeding for right. the sake of but her daughter. Like, yeah. She's choosing to focus on like, okay, what do we do? Like, I'm not going to give in and flip out. It's a, but how, it's, how Spielbergian yeah. is that moment whenever 
they like it's the first real attempt that like they're gonna like smoke them out basically yeah yeah you know with the gas and right and she's like, again she throws another... them the thing she says like hey put this on and well, then, yeah, and and, and the producer is like, like, "Oh my god!" And like, <laughs> that's so Spielberg. It is, yeah. Spielberg. And even the shot of like it being like Jodie Foster still in the background. It's a very dynamic shot. Um, yeah. It's but, almost the exact delivery from what is that Temple of Doom? Like, we oh are going god. to die. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's saying that. Like, yeah, she says that a thousand times. Yeah. yeah, she says that a lot. Um, yeah. That's sampled Hold on, in lady, a UB40 we're going for a song. ride. <laughs> <laughs> um, but at the beginning of that whole sequence with the propane canister, mm-hmm. like Raul Great and Forrest Whitaker again, like mind meld, and Jared Leto doesn't know what's going on. He's like, "Wait, what are you doing?" Yeah, he gets the hose and he gets the, and he's yeah, like, "I like oh, that." Yeah, I see, yeah, you know? yeah. That's that's a great. I love I love that whole scene. The one thing that kind of that caught my eye CG wise was some of that fire yeah there's there's a bit of fire behind jared leto as his like on the on the like corner of the um where like the the wall meets the ceiling goes up into the corner yeah by the door or whatever that don't look no good on the other hand you don't don't even need it there jared leto did his own fire stunt there I like how the, it ties them together. Like Force Whitaker doesn't want to be associated with Raul, but actually they have more in common, right? Than either of them have in common with Jared Leto because they're like working class schmoes, right? And and they have like this street smart kind of knowledge or they know like something's fucking, something's weird or we need to do this, we need to do that. Like they actually have knowledge that enables them to like accomplish things where Jared Leto just runs around smoking meth and getting his face blown off and, and there's a, well twice there's a great character moment there where Jared Leto's like I was just about to suggest that <laughs> yeah. that. He's, right yeah he's so Dude, clueless I, but then he pretends yeah. like he knows what he's doing and it's just great this honestly uh, I this is straight up like a like a like a class commentary thing now in my head now it's cementing even more and it's is, just like this yeah. whole movie is about like because Raul obviously is not coming from fucking like he like no, called a bus driver. A, he, he doesn't say he's a bus driver. He's a bus driver. Yeah. He calls that yeah, one, he drives a bus. Yeah, but <laughs> when, when Jared Leto's in, in like trying to like sell him to yeah. Forrest, he's like he's like, I call it's like he basically says something along the lines like I have a guy and he he set me up with this guy. He's he knows what he's doing, you know what I mean? So he it's like right. he even got another guy to get this guy, like he doesn't know right. Raul. How about anyway. the scene where uh, Jodie Foster goes for her phone? Love that it. is How probably great my favorite scene. And the setup that. of the phone thing, because they show yeah. the shot where she, they she like the bed gets thr- oh, it's Jared Leto grabs the bed because he's pissed and like yeah, he and it, knocks yeah. it off the yeah. yeah. But the slow motion there and the dropping of the audio, you don't hear what they're saying, and some oh, great tension. God, building. that part is so cool. Yeah. Fuck yeah, Brad. <laughs> That Great I love that you mentioned throughout that. this movie, scene after scene is just beautiful tension building. Like it's a masterclass. And that one is just stands out to me as being like, this is just the awesomest tense scene I've ever seen. I, I, I'm sorry. I'm about to go on a little bit of a rant. I'll make it really short. I'll try okay. to make it short. No worries. Like when basically the first thing you guys said, we all said about this movie is like, this is nothing new. 
it's like they're doing Hitchcock and like it's some people it's there's some people stuck in a in a house and it's all shot in one house like we they, we that's been done like if Siskel and Ebert would have been like they've done this a thousand billion times right but they always that's what they always talk about yeah and but like we love this movie we want I, we this we're all saying that this is such a rewatchable movie I've seen this movie like a hundred fucking times it's so goddamn good can't we just make good movies? Why does it have to be? <laughs> God damn it. I guess no, it's just, it, is, it, is, it that. is that thing though. Like, like we're saying, like it's fucking, he previs the entire thing. He walked in so confident. He knew what he had to do. They, everybody knew the tasks that had to be done. Like, not like on the day, they knew it like a <laughs> months ahead of time. You know, right? Yeah. Well, I think some of it is the the stomach for the the studio's stomach for like trying to make trying to make money with films like this, which is not there as much. There are still studios that are you know supporting original and interesting things, but the big players aren't really as much, right? Less is more. It's just so yeah. simple. Like it's just a, such a simple idea, well executed. It's like everything he's been doing, yeah, for yeah. the last three episodes of our show. Like <laughs> he's he takes something, well, to, he does the thing, but he just does it really, really well. Yeah, there is a the Jared Leto has a very like heavy handed line, which is like, "You can't leave. You yeah. need this money." I want this money. You need this money. I think yeah. that might be it. Something like that. Yeah. Something I mean, like it, that. it all works and it, and I get it. No, but I mean, but that is you exactly do need what that because piece of shit like that yeah. would say. Yeah. I like the idea more of like, I don't think I would have liked them to go further into the fact that like, he was like, I want to get out of here, but guess what? We're on camera. We need to get those tapes or we need to shut that off, whatever the thing, and not more there so are the, no, there are no tapes. <laughs> and maybe maybe work in the um the the whole thing that like he's down and out and needs the money for his like sick kid or something or whatever it is. You know what yeah. I mean? Not so like, I want this money. You need this money. I don't know. That's so they gave him like what was it like know, alimony like shit, or child support or something? Forrest Whitaker's character had some it's something motivation. Like that. Yeah. Yeah, and to, to for, be able to still They could see have trickled his in his something. motivation a little bit better, I think. That's yeah. what I'm getting at. There's a lot of just really subtle dropping of information, like with throwaway lines of just like, yeah, you know, but it's a good setup. It's something a character would say naturally in the moment, but like you know, they're I mean, he is obviously something. trying to convince him to stay because yeah. he needs yeah. no, like if without Forrest Whitaker, the it's there's no plan, right? I think Brad said this earlier, but like, I well, he was just saying that passing the ball on who has control, right? That's what you're saying, Brad. Yeah. Yes. I think in that respect that that's what makes the movie so good is the, the everybody's stuck well yeah the upper hand keeps it moves so frequently no that one is like yeah no hold. one it's not like that they're 
the three bad guys are like like yeah, ominous they're, they're in a shit beings. situation too yes. like they're yes. human beings like they obviously have the upper hand at times but they're Which also makes them all very upset about it it you, you know what I mean? you like, kind yeah. of are rooting for everybody in some weird way like because you're not you're definitely rooting for Forrest Whitaker you are yes I don't yeah I like fuck Raul fuck Jared Leto yeah but, but I yeah, love Forrest Whitaker you're like he's so fun he is fun oh, no I, I think he's fun to watch but it's like mm. I hope I hope somebody mm-hmm, shoots mm-hmm, him in mm-hmm. that face you know type yeah that'd be great that would be really cool man okay let's get there let's talk about <laughs> not that in real scene. life can we talk so, about that scene I need to hear yeah it. so Jared Leto is like I'm out of here and Raul just shoots him in the head. <laughs> There's a big but, like build up to it, of course, where it's like, you know, it's what? the most dramatic death and the cut on action. Jared Little kind of does like a like a head whip back, and then it he does this crazy flip, and it's so fucking cool. And for me, it works completely. Oh, yeah. I it's so cool, and it's such a like eye grab for the audience and like a. You couldn't probably hear a pin drop in the, you know, like, oh, yeah, it's a very moment. Yeah, it's a very shocking moment the first time you see it. So it's that that is like if you were to in a nutshell, like that, whatever, 20 seconds, 30 seconds scene, that's David Fincher. He's taking a scene where a guy would just, you know, suddenly shoot the other guy. Whoa, what just happened? You know what I mean? But he fucking makes it so cool. And it's outrageous, but it works. And in a way, that's kind of like all of filmmaking. Sure. It's like using, no, but I mean, it's like, this is like at the, like near the pinnacle of it. This is a, a small example of like a perfectly executed thing that, done differently would be so dumb we would be laughing at it but here we're like talking about how it's one of the most like surprising and interesting and crazy moments in a film that you know we've ever seen do you think uh, you know i'm sure no one has died up to that point no this is the first time a character in the movie dies so that's like Raising the stakes immediately. Oh, Raul is a fucking psycho. Yep. You know? So the He's... populist uprising has started. The guillotines <laughs> are out in the streets. <laughs> okay. Okay. Here we go. That's interesting. No, the, the the analogy breaks down at this. The, point. Su- the subtext <laughs> is good. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great. Uh, it's a great death. A great stunt too. Uh, like the flip. Yeah. Fall over and the cutting. Yeah. How many shots is that? It's like the, it's the shot, it's the head whip, it's the flip, and then it's the land. Yeah. It's at least four. There might be another one in there that I forgot about. He knows knows when to have quick cuts Mm -hmm. and he knows when to have long takes. He's very um, dynamic and like contrasty stuff where it's like he has insert shots. He doesn't just like, he uses like the whole range of filmmaking. Fincher is confident. Well, we were talking about confidence a second ago. Mm-hmm. Like he is at this point in his career, like confident in his ability to pick from the entire palette. You know what I mean? Of lenses, of blocking, of editing, of, you know, like he, he's like, 
gotten comfortable to a point where he's like every technique available to me i will make i will as i'm going through creating a scene i will you know think about all of it and what is the best way to do it every every shot had to be set up twice of course like because you're seeing everything in the security cameras as well sort of an early comment on the surveillance state a little bit that is fucked i didn't even think about that I, and I bet he yeah. was so weird about it too. He was. Oh, everything had to be exactly the same. Yeah. Uh, so David Fincher, man. Uh, Nicole Kidman does have a brief cameo in this. She what? is uh, oh, she uncredited, uh, uncredited cameo as on the phone of the, the, the husband's new lover. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. That's so We didn't good. talk about any of that. Oh, husband i would say that's where the it the meat of the movie for me is probably up to where jared leto gets shot and then yeah i'm not saying it's bad after that but i said i would say i've of the amount of times i've seen this movie have i watched it in the entirety through you kind of stop watching it around there well, and, it does. It does feel like okay. Now they have to figure out how to end this movie. That's the you falling know I mean? action with the cops. Yeah. And, I love yeah. the good cop. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, he I, was yeah, in yeah. Fight Club. Yeah. Oh yeah. He but I'm saying I just love that he's he's like, are you like he knows something's up. You can and, blink three times. Yeah. And she even acts like she just was. She just got up when she opens the door. She's like, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sort of like bad acting within good acting there. Yes, exactly. That's yeah, funny. she's Isn't like that, bad that, acting on that's purpose. That's an interesting thing. Like <laughs> It is. Like, so after Jared Leto gets shot, there's more movie. Just they turn the movie she, off. She gets the... No, they they get the husband over. Switcheroo. Yeah, the husband comes over yeah. and he's beaten up severely to try to get him try to get her to come out at some point they switch it up. Like she's there in the panic room and she's outside when she goes for the insulin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She uh, throws that's, it that's, in. A, that's a great moment too. That's a, that is a really cool scene. Yeah. She um, throws it in. Uh, Raul gets his fingers fucking oh, in that yeah. door that you couldn't possibly get hurt. And in. he's like, right. oh, oh, oh. <laughs> and he's but like, press the button, press the button, press the button. Yeah. He's like, He's like, no, like she's, she's got the gun, right? Yeah. She's got the gun at that point. <laughs> yes. Yeah. They're, so they're, they're like, that whole just that, situation. Again, there. that power dynamics, like. Yeah. The game of chess. This, yeah. It's, it's like, perfect. Yeah. And also like if Forrest Whitaker was more of a piece of shit, once he knew they were in the panic room, Forrest Whitaker would have shot Jared Leto in the face. You know what I mean? Yeah. If he was more of a cold blooded, but he's just there to get in, get his shit and get out. Like he doesn't want to deal with these people ever again. He doesn't want to hurt anybody. That was the deal. He says that, you know, well, he has a conscious, he has a, yeah, he has morals. Like he, he can't, right. He comes through in the end. Like he, uh, he sacrifices yeah. his own escape yep. to save Jodie Foster from being killed by Dwight Yoakam. And then how about that shot where there's a bunch of shots like this where he puts his hands up and he lets all the bank bonds go and they kind of swirl yeah, around the, him. The storm is raging. Yeah. It's like a Bob Dylan song or something. There's a lot of like those sort of vortex mm. type shots where they had rain going in different directions in the same yeah, they, shot. They have a bunch of those giant fans like set at like 30 degree intervals in a circle. So it creates like a tornado of 
debris and rain and everything. It, it is. That's an interesting aspect of directing too, is like knowing how far to push that kind of like what looks good sure. on camera and what's cinematic. Yeah, like, versus... I want the Forrest Gump feather, but like <laughs> sad and <laughs> dark and wet. L- a little that Gen X or that is a Forrest yeah. Gump feather for sure. Right? A little yeah. bit. <laughs> and well, I just, I like that, like Forrest Whitaker, like, no, like giving her the insulin and like, uh, that's a great little scene. It's not, it's like obvious with his character. Like he's obviously not going to yeah. hurt her, but like yeah. just the respect there is good. And the back yeah, and it is forth really is really humanizing good. both mm-hmm. of them even further. Like, yeah. which is a thing that like, I think a lot of directors would have given up on at this point. It's like, okay, I already did that, you know? Yeah. And they would just skip over that just to keep things moving. But honestly, I feel like those touchstones keep you grounded. And like that suspension of disbelief element, it keeps that like heightened, you know, it keeps you in the pocket when you have those little like character touching interactions mm-hmm. in the middle of the, like, again, one of the, you know, one of the most tense interactions in the whole film. Well, especially Guys, Raul's dudes bleeding out over there. there. Yeah. And yeah, it, it, like, what a great, it's just, fuck, it's just so, it is such a perfect game of chess. Like the hit, cause well, fuck Raul's in there, but no, Raul's like fucked. Like he's and not. Whitaker doesn't help yeah. him at all. Yeah. Like, I love no. that too. Yeah. Like, bro, he doesn't hand him a bandage. He doesn't look for, he's just like, fuck he's you. A, yeah, he's he's just go trying to help Cause this there's girl. like first yeah. aid bins in there, I'm sure. Nah, and he, he doesn't yeah, immediately he go for the button. Like, when his yeah. hand no. is crushed, it's like, wait a second. He knows there's, the fucking game. Yeah. He's like, yeah. yeah. He knows the situation he's in, which is also kind of cool too. It's sort of like he could open door and give himself up. And be like, I'm going to leave. Like, I'm, you know yeah. what I mean? He, but he's still sure. like, whoa, whoa, like, there's yeah, still, still, there's still a sense out a way of where like, he can quote unquote yes, win. Yes. Yeah. Without anyone getting hurt. Except well, he for almost the bad leaves. People. Yeah. Right. He, he has the chance. Out. He no, does he the, won. like, yeah. He does the, um, he could have escaped. Yeah. Yeah. But he goes back. What's um, the, the the shot like the it's almost like a Michael Bay like looking over the shoulder shot. <laughs> like, yeah, it is very Michael Bay like. Yeah, God, it's raining so the, hard, guys. All the different things they have to try, like all the little <laughs> problem solving that's happening. And the whole thing with the phone, like that her remembering that like and them pulling the line through and force the race to get the phone line. Yeah. Oh my god, and that's the a, fucking right? coolest. Isn't it great? It's such There's a, so it's many such a cool dumb scenes. thing, like, but no, it's but so the, good. It's all so many good scenes like That's that. That's what I'm saying. Like, movie just Forrest yeah. Whitaker with a fucking just drill. Forrest <laughs> Whitaker with a drill. <laughs> and a hammer. And he's like, you took me right into the movie, Lucas. I was right there with Forrest. I, I was the drill. Yeah. <laughs> I am Milwaukee. <laughs> all right. Let's do uh let's do a segment called What Are You Watching? Uh Gus finished his bottle, so I guess we're gonna wrap it up here. What do you what do you guys clap, been watching? Clap. Uh, <laughs> um, I've been watching no oh, good. Well, I don't have too much. I'll start. Um I saw the, the season uh or the, finale the of succession finale of Seriously. Succession and Barry. Um 
I'm gonna miss uh, Noho Hank. <laughs> I haven't seen the finale yet. So I'm, I just, I'm just saying. I, I won't the say. I won't say anything. Um, Don't say anything. I. I. It's kind of one of those things where I really want to talk about. It, so I want. I want to hear your guys' opinion. I. Okay. I thought as a whole the season was really good. I. We're talking about Barry. Yeah, and like the very yeah. last. It's basically the yeah. last, like the third act of the final episode. I was like. Okay. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> I, I don't know. It's not it, like it kind of makes sense, but it's just like not. I, it didn't do anything yeah. for me. Okay. Yeah. That's what I'll say. That's yeah. it. Right. Um, right. Succession. I'm going to love it now since I, I have loved, I loved how like, so I, so I, we watched succession as soon as we could. Alex was so fucking excited. She fucking loves that show. And I've seen enough of it that like it was, I knew what was going on. Yeah. And it was impactful, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. And it was great. Like I, it almost had me tearing up and like, it had definitely had Alex tearing up and it was a great ending. And like the, like Alex and Brennan were like, like they were like emoting, like uncontrollably, like, (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, the, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And which is, that's, that's it. That's you. They did it. They did it. But I'm Barry's my show. I can't wait to see where this goes. Yeah. And the whole episode was so good. Then it was just like, okay. Oh, okay. 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 Uh, okay. <laughs> and, it's like, over. <laughs> yeah, and then it's over. Yeah. And, but as a whole, I loved it. And I can't wait to see what Bill Hader does. I think he's a fucking, he's only he might be brilliant. Begun. Yeah. He's, yeah. He's only just begun for sure. Ooh. All right. I'll go quick. Okay. Um, I have been watching the waves roll in on the beach and <laughs> onto my boat. No, I don't nice. have a boat. Uh, I watched um, the uh, Ben Affleck vehicle and directorial product uh air oh my god the the michael jordan signing i saw that that was going to be something i talked about too yeah Yeah. like it was all right uh, it's all right it's kind of melodramatic and the whole thing with uh it's just nike um, like i'm sure it's crazy uh, but like also it's nike fuck you i mean that story is pretty crazy yeah like the real story so i mean i understand why they made a movie about it but also like i don't know uh, the glorification of corporate fuckheads is I'm kind of over it. Uh, right. But they did a good job of humanizing the people and making the guy who founded Nike look kind of like a, an ass hat, which I like. He is. Uh, um, In real yeah. life. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I thought Ben I, Affleck uh, did a decent job as him. For sure. For like, sure. A pretty good cast. I thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, but yeah, I was, I was pretty underwhelmed by it. It just didn't do much for me. I no, agree agreed. It yeah, it you know it was a serviceable film. I don't understand why it has like a ninety-eight. I mean, after it those uh, period, he's like you know, he wants the Golden Globe for com- best comedy uh, again. The Martian <laughs> well, wasn't good enough. Well, he, just with um, Ford versus Ferrari. 
like that whole period oh, piece yeah, kind all of, of the, like thing. yeah yeah corporate period piece propaganda yeah he loves it he loves money he likes money you like money <laughs> i like money let's go to starbucks you like you like sex i like sex yeah it's Rondo, the, it's Scott the 80s crave. let's throw in a bunch of 80s songs because that's True. cool yeah right? it like, didn't have a score it was just like songs yeah. from the 80s yeah um and then i got this weird like coupon i've been buying and renting so many movies on voodoo for this podcast and just in general that they were like hey do you want the like mario movie for like basically for free to own oh and i was like okay oh please tell me wait brad you saw it oh yeah i saw it it looks cool it's just not a movie it looks good it's just not a movie. <laughs> it's well, it's, a bunch of, it's I didn't a bunch mean of to, stuff. Like, I didn't mean to downgrade Brad's opinion of it, but it was like if Brad was like, you were like this kind of like, yeah, it was fine. And I wanted, I thought I didn't you're, finish you're, it. He's Let's a just put it that way. Oh wow. Okay. So what I was gonna get is Brad, you're a Gen Xer. You admit to it, you have no feelings. <laughs> you're not but even you a real do. Movie, I know basically. you do. Yeah, and you do, but you hide them. You're like the you hide them. And I think that like it was uh, so when you, I was Lucas, when you were like, Oh, I, I was like, Oh my God, tell me everything. You know, it, it, I am interested. It's like, I want to, I kind of want to see it, no, but I also I like, think it is, I feel like it could, money be, on it, but it could be this. It's safe. It could be this thing. That's yeah. like, Oh, like it could be this thing. That's like, well, I mean like the Lego movie, grabs no one expected your, that to be, like and it's so fucking good, right? Yes, that's what I'm saying. I was hoping that Mario that. <laughs> would be this thing where it's like it's not that I'm a Mario. It's like this part where you're like you're like Summy and you're like crying, crying and you're like yeah. yes, yes, you are Mario. You are another <laughs> way. There's yeah. just there's a bunch of stuff they threw in Whoa. just because they felt like they had to. Like yeah. <laughs> oh, let's do a scene where Mario jumps around a bunch of stuff and dodges obstacles because yeah. he does that like, oh this game. is reminiscent of this um you know classic level from yeah. one of the games here's and, a and, rainbow road chase scene yay yeah it's, it's yeah. just it's just too much nodding to obvious like oh, yeah the whole thing is a nod the whole it's thing like, is just nodding just... to obvious references <laughs> of the existing things and but i yeah, thought it it's, oh fuck what a what a well i did really good it looked, so it's the third film. highest grossing film of all time. Holy shit. Insane. I mean, that makes sense. It's Mario. Oh. But also, do you it know what? It does, but it's also, that means it's like, you could sell, like, literally all you need now to sell is, like, brand recognition. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, could, you don't need any substance. They, I mean, they're making, they're making a fucking, what is this Orlando Bloom? Oh, they're making a Gran Turismo movie. Did you know this? Oh, okay. No. Like, yes, Gran I did. Turismo, the game famously yeah. with no story. I it's remember literally that. just you yeah. drive you fucking drive cars around in circles. Uh yes. they're they're making a movie about it somehow. What? Okay. But anyway. That's it. That's it for me. Mario's not very good, Gus. I'm sorry. Sorry. No, it's not. I'm so sorry. Um so I watched so sorry. Well, I, I saw air the same as Adam, but the, not great, but fine. I, yeah, it was I was, nice to see Chris Tucker still alive. I mean, that was nice. Yeah, I'm like, oh, it's Chris Tucker. I haven't seen him in a while. And they barely let him be Chris Tucker. I know. The other thing I was going to tell you about, uh, I saw a movie called Fall 
from last year. It's about two women who get stuck oh. on top of a tower. Yeah. Oh yeah. I liked yeah. it. I thought it was pretty yeah. good. A real simple premise, uh, but didn't feel stretched or forced. I like, like they when, crawl illegally up this tower and like the ladder breaks and they can't get down. Yes. Right. And it's like 2,000 like feet tall. Giant yeah, radio towers. Yeah. Which is like a, that is a thing with. Um, oh yeah. People do that shit. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know how much I want to spoil. There's a character art. Please spoil the entire thing. They're, well, they're pregnant. You're both there's pregnant. A, there's a character <gasps> beat that's they're pregnant with each other's babies. Stolen oh directly from uh, the descent. Okay, where oh, like, it's you like killed, I, I'm fucking your. <coughs> yeah, they're the, sleeping yeah. with the same dude, basically. Which yeah. Oh, I thought they were going to be like airborne, like mutant creatures that live up there. <laughs> no, the characters. Oh, it's like that. That would have been more fun. Oh, that was a big reveal at the end of the descent. It's like, oh, my yeah. friend's been having an affair with my husband before he died. Of course, the husband dies in the first scene, just like in the descent. Yeah. And then they get into the situation. I do like movies where the char characters are in a horrible situation and they have to get out. Um, sure. So I, I thought it was pretty good. You know, I not great, but pretty good. I, I mean, it. that would be a tough premise to make great. It's just so, yeah, it's very specific. so small in yeah. a way. You it's, know what I mean? It's very small. It's like it, smaller than the cube. Yeah. It's just them two <laughs> on top. The, the thing they're standing on is like barely holds them. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's very specific. And you spend the whole movie up there and yeah. But I still oh, yeah, afraid it. of heights. Yeah, it's, it's mm -hmm. it is very harrowing. Like some of the shots. Yeah. It's like, oh man, that would suck. Yeah. Don't climb up shit that you shouldn't, guys. And the things okay. they do to try to get down are all make sense. You know, they're kind of just trying to figure That's it out good. as they go. And right. They're like semi-plausible. They're not like some yeah. bullshit like so it had you I have a canticulated fernobulator that I could hook into this plenum port and yeah. get 17 bands of Guga flops. <laughs> was that a Dr. Seuss lyric? Was yeah, it was. Lyric? I actually was just reading one of Emmett's books. I'm sorry. <laughs> so uh I liked it. It was good. Check it out. Right. I would recommend right. it. Yeah. Wow. Cool. Okay, cool. All right, I'm gonna. I'm getting a little loopy. Um, all right, let's <laughs> do an outro. Uh, all right, gang. Thanks for uh, thanks for listening. My name is Brad Patello. Find me on Instagram at Brad Patello. <laughs> you almost forgot Gus his name. I think. Is, yes, Gus is Mr. Patello. No, Mr. Trout. <laughs> and Adam is Renaissance Patello. I'm Renaissance Patello. Uh, Renaissance grunt. Uh, <laughs> don't cut any of this. This is the best outro ever. They can yeah. listen to another episode. Fuck them. Also, follow uh, us on Instagram, a movie odyssey. Thank you. Do it. Bye. Hey, and just if you're ever flying, don't fly through the handle of a coffee pot. Okay. Yeah. Coffee Everyone pot. Everyone knows. Venture did it. One and done.